Welcome to Ascent, a podcast from Impact Youth Ministry in Tacoma, Washington. Each week, we discuss issues relevant to students as they strive to follow Jesus here and now, offering a biblical perspective based on our experience leading teens each week. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. I am here with the one, the only, Kayla Mingo. What's up? We are both here today with Michaela Guzman. What's up, everybody? And on the wheels of steel, Malachi <laughs> Nihus. <laughs> <laughs> so a few episodes ago, we were in a lightning round talking about Dreamboat talking about qualities that you should be looking for in a potential date or a potential uh, spouse down the road. And one of the things that we, one of the characteristics we came up with was integrity. It's something that's really super important. But the thing about that dreamboat list was that those also were characteristics that you should be incorporating into your life and practicing. But when we did talk about integrity, it was really tough for, not tough, but it's such a big, powerful word that in order to uh, really do it justice, we thought it would be great to take another episode, today's, and uh, break it down into, or spend time this episode really just kind of defining it a little bit more and trying to flesh it out a little bit more because it's really that important. And it's such an old-fashioned ideal. Um, like, you don't really you don't really hear people bragging Why do I feel like that's integrity. targeted at me? Why? <laughs> Look, if the shoe fits. I'm just going to... We're just going to let it sit. Let that sit. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting <laughs> you. It applies. Um, no, but I mean, like, it really... It's like... We've talked about this, how it's not really a quality that you hear those of us in like a younger generation brag mm-hmm. about. Like it's not really the first one that you want to like aspire to add to your character or that you like look for in other people just in general. Um, it's just kind of one of those old fashioned ideals, but it does not deserve to get left in the past at all. Um, in fact, it should kind of be brought center stage. And I mean, you already said it, but it's a, it's a big one. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really interesting that when we were all talking about it before we all kind of came up with three different answers to the question of what is integrity? Like, how do we see that lived out? All of which were true, just maybe different ways of like viewing it or different ways that integrity impacted different areas of our life. So I'm excited to kind of, to kind of talk it out with you guys today. Yeah. Yeah. It's that complex. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think, Kayla? What's integrity? Well, like Michaela said, we were talking about it and we realized like it's so multifaceted that it wasn't like it was any of our definitions were necessarily wrong. Like no, they, not at all. they were no. all true. Yes, definitely. Um, but it's interesting how we all just like literally all three of us came up with three different things. Yeah. In my head, when I think of integrity, I think of consistency, the same, like all around 360 degrees, the same. Proverbs 10.9 says, Whoever walks in integrity walks securely, but he who makes his ways crooked will be found out. One of the things that really draws my attention to this verse is the fact that it's 
it's pretty much saying like a person who walks in integrity is open. They've got nothing to hide. They are who they are in the privacy of their own home as they are when they're outside with their friends, with their coworkers, with their boss, with whoever. They are the exact same person and they don't really fear being found out or like they don't really have anything to hide necessarily. They're is another verse. This one actually kind of makes me laugh because I I was just like, what? But Isaiah 26, 7 says, the path of the righteous is level. And then it says, you make level the way of the righteous. So in case you didn't get it the first time, he's going to say it again. <laughs> just flipped um, on his head just, a little bit. Yeah, just like flip-flopped. But what this verse is saying is that, you know, when you walk in integrity, like the first verse talked about, there's nothing really to fear. You have a clear conscience of the way you live your life. Proverbs 4.23 tells us to guard our heart uh, because everything flows out of it. When we are talking about integrity and consistency, it's something that stems from the inside. It's a, it's a characteristic that is born, biblically speaking, it's born out of a strong moral compass and that is fully pointing towards God's word. When we do what's right and when we're consistent in that, it's because we are basing all of those right things uh, from the word of God. I was actually kind of thinking of different people in the Bible who I would like look at and be like, oh, I would say this person has integrity, that person has integrity. And, you know, like we think of Job having integrity. We think of um, Daniel having integrity, Joseph having integrity. There's one person too that... I feel like whenever I read this, I kind of questioned it a little bit just because, I don't know, in my head it, it didn't make sense. It's not that those other people were perfect. It's not that Job didn't sin or that Joseph didn't sin or, you know. But when I think of the, pers the person of David, I don't always necessarily think of integrity and I know that you know like there were so many different things that happened in his lifetime where I'd be like well that was an oopsies <laughs> like but as I was reading a little bit more about David I realized why or not realized but like I came to learn why David is called a man after his, after God's own heart why God calls him a man after his own heart and uh I just wanted to read really fast um Psalm chapter 32, it says, Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. This is David speaking. It says, For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sor sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. When I was reading about David, I think we focus 
a lot on that one sin that he committed with Bathsheba and like maybe a couple other things that happened in his lifetime. And for me personally, I always kind of question why God would call him a man after his own heart. And I didn't really necessarily think that that was not a man of integrity. <laughs> like in in my head, that didn't seem like a man of integrity. But the thing about integrity is not that you don't sin when you have the characteristic of integrity. Integrity just means that you own up to your mistakes. You own, up, you own up to your sin. You call it what it is. You take responsibility for your actions and you confess them and you repent. You turn away from that and then you consistently stay with the same set of standards, which is what God sets for us in, in, in the Bible. Um, so when I think of integrity, I think of consistency, someone who keeps going, who is the same, who is consistently pursuing God in a biblical sense, who is consistently pursuing God and his set of morals. He is the same in his house as he is outside with his friends, co-workers, in front of his pastor, the same person. He has nothing to hide. And when there is something maybe in his life that's not going well, and I keep saying him, but, you know. I was going to say, I have a question for you guys. Can women have integrity? Yes. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I I was just thinking David. And say then a I, lot of for the people I, in the oh, back. And then I was just, like, <laughs> staying on to him. But for anybody with integrity, the consistency is in that you are open and transparent and you are the same no matter where you are. When there is something, a sin, you don't hide that away. Instead, you open up, you confess, you repent, and you keep going. So why do you think in like in a culture where we are the hashtag authentic generation, like why do we then struggle so much with integrity? I don't know that we're necessarily authentic. <laughs> I don't yeah. know that that's necessarily true. It also, you'd have to let me know what you mean by authentic. Well, like, I feel it's just, like it's the thing that I think that everyone says they're striving for. Like everyone claims to want to be transparent and everyone claims to want to be real. But what, authentic and transparent on Instagram? Or are we like actually transparent and authentic with each other, with our peers? I don't really necessarily see that, but like that's just an opinion. I, I find that we actually try and hide more now yeah. than ever whether that's through social media or like whatever in in any way i find that instead of just being open with our struggles and our you know or things that are going on we don't necessarily open up and let people in or let others see that and then again it has to do with being able to own up to our mistakes and own up to our sin be responsible take responsibility for it instead of blaming others for situations in life or circumstances, I don't think that's somebody with integrity. Like, somebody with integrity owns up to, to their life choices. But that's just my opinion. The hashtag authentic, I think sometimes we hide behind that to be able to um, maybe even keep our sins closer, if that makes sense, or make excuses for them rather than actually repenting. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, that sounded like it got real. Well, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm pretty passionate about that. Also, because I struggle with that a lot, too. Like, I I want to be open and vulnerable and transparent, but I often find that I, if it gets too, if it gets too heavy, I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> Step away. <laughs> like, <Yeah>. get out. <laughs> absolutely. I will close off. Um, but yeah, I think, honestly, that hashtag authentic or hashtag genuine transparent, vulnerable, whatever. We're only like that 
until it actually gets real. And Mm -hmm. then we actually have to give up our sins. And sometimes we hide behind that as a way to excuse our sinful behavior or our sinful nature. When in reality, we should just be giving that up to the Lord and call it what it is. It's sin. (laughs) Like that does not belong in our life. Like it needs to go, whether you're authentic or not. As long as you have a repentant heart, then cool. Yeah, that was, wow. So, so deep. I love the wisdom that you bring to this and the heart. It's my sassy Latina. <laughs> anyway, Michaela, what about you? What, what do you think of when you think of integrity? So the first thing that comes to mind for me when I think about integrity is I immediately jump to um, a sense of moral conviction and having a very clear direction of what is truth. And how that kind of ripples into then our actions and our relationships. When I think of someone who lives with integrity, I think of someone who is unwilling to compromise. Like, so like whatever life throws at them, whether that's the influence of peers or if that is the, um, the feedback of the culture um, or anything else that maybe they're just even warring with in their own hearts, that they hold a biblical standard of truth and they don't let themselves be distracted by different ideologies Um, I think about the verse that tells us not to be taken captive through philosophy and empty deception, um, but to hold fast and to, to stick to what we know to be real. And so when I think of integrity, I think of that active clinging to what is real and in a sense of morality and not letting ourselves, um, again, be influenced by, by the things that are really, really fleeting. Um, and I think of Jesus in, um, the when he's talking with the Pharisees in Matthew chapter 22 <laughs> and the Pharisees are coming at him and they're, they're really trying to trick him with his own character, I guess, because they come before him and they say, teacher, we know that you are a man of integrity and you teach the truth. And then they go into this thing about um, trying to get him to basically um, set himself up for failure and, and blaspheme against what they think is righteous and holy and disrespect the Caesar and like all this stuff. They try to trap him with his own integrity. But, um, of course, Jesus being the, the man and the God that he is showed him up big time. Um, but it was just, it's so interesting to me that the, even the teachers of the law could see the integrity that Jesus lived by. And they followed that up with, you are a man of integrity and you teach the truth. Like you hold to what is true. His enemies recognized Yeah, it. like what a wild testimony to your reputation is that you are so uncompromising for the things that matter and for, for believers. Now, that would be us clinging to what we know to be true in the board. And I really think of integrity as a very, very active characteristic. Like it's not, it's not something that just kind of happens to you. It's not something that you just kind of like stumble into after years and years of walking this earth. Um, it's something that you, you kind of have to fight for. And like, I really think of it as this, this lifelong pursuit, but that happens on a moment by moment basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and when I think of it again, from a sense of morality, and then I just think of where we're at in the world today, like it is so important that the church commits to living with integrity, Mm. but in order for us to do that, we have to commit to knowing the word Mm -hmm. and knowing Jesus, who is our ultimate example of what that looks like. Um, in order for us, for our enemies to be able to identify us, like I think right now Christians have the reputation of being, 
um, judgmental and hostile and unloving and, and like just yeah all mm-hmm. these terrible things that <coughs> unfortunately um, have you know a little bit of a root in reality when we misrepresent the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. But like especially again right now in our current cultural moment, like how wild would it be if the church was known as a people of integrity? You know, and then just take that down to the personal level. Like if we were all known in our workplace, you know, like, oh my gosh, like don't, don't disrespect the boss around Kayla because she is a person of integrity. She's not going to stand for that. Like she's not going to stand for anyone slandering the owners, you know, or something like that. Or if you put it in the context of a relationship, like you don't even have to worry about um, Chris letting himself wander emotionally or, you know, from his marriage or anything because he has integrity. He is honoring Amy and that's never... That's never something that anyone has to doubt because we know that you have integrity and like the, the ripple effect of the way this influences all of the relationships in our lives um, when we hold to that moral standard of goodness that is Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's it's just so important. Um, and again, it's kind of an old fashioned ideal to have values, <laughs> you know, and to have anything that you stand for and you fight for, especially when they are so countercultural. But in Proverbs, our favorite book, Proverbs eleven three says, the integrity of the upright guides them. But the unfaithful are destroyed by their duplicity, um, which is just another way for saying they're destroyed by their their evil or their double mindedness, um, which, again, speaks to the honesty and the transparency that aspect of integrity that Kayla talked about. But when you live with integrity, that integrity is actually what guides you. Like if you're wondering, how in the world do I navigate this life? Like, how do I make choices that honor the Lord? How do I navigate relationships in a way that honors the Lord? Like, let your integrity guide you. Because the word promises that it will, which is something to rest in. Another old word. Hashtag fortitude. (laughs) Let's bring that word back. (laughs) Put it on a t-shirt. Well, and you know, integrity might not be such an old-fashioned word if the church actually lived more of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's great. I love how, even though we came up with three different ideas of of what integrity means to us. They are so intertwined with each other. So I feel like I have barely any new ground to tread, but I'm going to give it a shot here. (laughs) When I think of integrity, I think of honesty in word Mm -hmm. and deed, but especially when no one is watching, Mm -hmm. right? And I think that grabs a lot of what, what you were talking about, Kayla, there, when no one is watching. And I mean, I'm thinking of that and I was trying to think like, how could I expand on that and explain it? And I just, I really didn't feel like it needed anymore. It's like, who are you when nobody is looking? What things do you do when you are by yourself? It just is so simple. And so I was kind of thinking of like, okay, what are some opposites of integrity? Hmm. And the one that, that really, the word that really jumped out to me was hypocrisy. You know, I think that shows that real lack of consistency. And I can, it made me think of the Pharisees. But then it also made me think that that's one of the problems we have with Peter. (laughs) Uh, You know, uh, think about his his threefold denial of, of Jesus, right? And it shows like a real lack of integrity where here he is in this definitely difficult situations. And I'm not slamming Peter at all because... I mean, we all wrestle with this stuff. I'm not not trying to um, bring him down at all, but I'm just saying, here's an example. You know, I think part of it, when we think about it, it's not that Peter wanted to deny Jesus, but here he is at this kind of spur of the moment thing where he's like put in the spotlight. And so, I mean, it's all of the times that Peter has that 
foolish, running off at the mouth. I'll never deny you. Oh, yeah, you're going to do it three times. Oh, you're not going to wash my feet. Oh, well, then you're not going to have anything to do with me. You know, I mean, and he's got several, several instances in the gospel like that. And it just made me think that those are times when you don't have your mind made up and set on the right thing. You know, it's just that foolish, spur of the moment, kind of running off on them at the mouth that we all do. Well, I would never do that. Well, you know, be careful because pretty soon you're going to be doing that, that, that exact thing. If you just, if you don't think about it and you're, it emphasize the intentionality of integrity. Those are choices that you have to make consistently to build those habits that lead to a lifestyle. So that made me think of a passage from James 1, uh, starting in verse 19. He says, Know this, my beloved brothers, let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. And I think integrity is part of the righteousness of God. And I think the anger of man is part of that being somebody who acts quickly without thinking and without giving pause to think about your integrity and and who you are and what you want to be known as and known for. I was also going to talk about how it really shows integrity when you are able to admit that you're wrong. Oh, was so going true. To point to David and his <laughs> coming clean Oops. about Bathsheba, but the wise Miss Mingo beat me right to it. That was awesome. So why do why do you think integrity I don't want to call it rare although it very well could be I just don't think I know enough to say that it's super rare but why is it maybe not as valued I think one of the reasons is because integrity goes hand in hand with selflessness and it's really hard to admit your failures and to hold to a moral steadiness and to live the same regardless of who you're in when your eyes are on yourself. Mm. And so I think that um, with like selfishness being so innate in in all of us, you know, there's some sins that we struggle with greater than others. And I think across the board, like humanity really struggles with selfishness and um, being self-centered. And I think that integrity is the antithesis to that. And it stands in direct opposition to Mm -hmm. um, that sin. Um, and so unfortunately, because that's one that we battle all the time and in so many ways, it makes it hard for us to then actively choose integrity because there's so much denying of yourself that goes with it, even though it might not seem like it, like at face value, like you have to check your pride all the time and you have to hold yourself to a standard that is outside yourself. And we really like to be the ultimate authority in our lives. Mm -hmm. I think too, we... Integrity has a lot to do with conviction. Um, And biblically speaking, I think there's a lot of us that don't even necessarily know what our convictions are in certain areas. Or we think we do, and then the moment comes and actually, no, it was not what we actually thought it was. And I think that stems from also just not knowing enough about God's word. Like if you're, as a Christian going to base your life off of a certain set of standards or like a certain lifestyle you got to know what those standards are if you don't you're just gonna waver and I think integrity isn't as popular anymore because nobody really 
not nobody. I don't want to generalize because there aren't a lot of us with such strong conviction anymore. Again, I think it ties back to spending time in the word. If you don't really know what you're trying to mimic or if you don't really know the kind of lifestyle that you're actually trying to lead or that you profess that you're wanting to lead, then you're not going to be able to do it. It has a lot to do with lack of conviction, nothing to actually keep you anchored down and keep you steady and on the right path, like guiding you towards the finish line (laughs) or, you know, (laughs) towards the end of the race, towards the end of the race. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, I mean, having those convictions and having integrity can, can oftentimes be a lonely road depending on the season of life God has called you to and the environment that he's called you to and even the community of people. Um, Integrity could mean that for a good portion of time you're standing alone Mm -hmm. and you're walking in a direction alone and that's not most of our comfort zones. <laughs> like, and it's like you, you know, said, the selfishness comes yeah, into play. Yeah. Thinking about yourself and mm-hmm. I don't want to be lonely. <laughs> nope. Or I don't want to stand out. Yeah. Even, you know, I don't want to stand out and be different. And we all want to be unique, but no one really wants to be different. Um, and we, we, I think one of our basic human needs is to be affirmed. And oftentimes integrity means kind of going against the thing that our culture affirms, which is tolerance. Um Again, especially right now, we see that all the time, but we we live in a world that really, um, really promotes accepting everything and integrity says, I'm going to champion the truth. Mm-hmm. And that, that puts us at direct odds. But I think where the church can come in is show that integrity is not contradictory to love and to an attitude of grace and compassion and that they... Again, they're just they're just different aspects of Christ's nature, you know. And, um, for as often as he was accused of being a man of integrity, he is even more often told to be a God of love. And so they're they're not in opposition to each other, but they can seem that way, mm. partially because we're flawed people and we oftentimes misrepresent. So we're in our efforts, from to, our own perspective. yeah, sometimes yeah. we stand for something and we do it. It's in not the best representation, and then we get beat down. But it, I don't know. It's just I wouldn't say now more important than ever because I think. There's pretty much never been an era that it's not been important to stand for integrity or to strive for it. But Well, even just think about how important it is because how much the church's testimony is hurt by not always walking with such integrity. I mean, even just if you think about parts of the church that have been scandalized or, you know, certain pastors over here, over there who have been involved in scandals that you know, really bring the witness of the church down, that's a real lack of integrity. And that, that hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Integrity does kind of keep you above reproach. Who's like your one person that you think of when you think like, oh, integrity? Ooh, good question. I think for me, it's my grandpa. That man has so much integrity. Holy moly. Like almost to the point where I'm like, I feel so ashamed. (laughs) Like (laughs) grandpa, don't know. Yeah. But yeah, that man is so consistent in his life, like it's unreal. Yeah. But he's he's who I think of when I think of integrity. Yeah, I think the, the probably the there's probably two people that come to my mind first off and that's Bruce and Earl. Mm-hmm. You know. The person that comes to mind for me is Stacy Forbes. Um and she she mentored me all through like my college years and I 
I want to think of someone just having strong convictions, but really, really pairing that with a lot of grace and then living it out, like not just having them and kind of keeping them private, but like actively walking them out. I definitely think of her and just in the way that she she lived, she lived wholly regardless of who she was in front of, you know, and she continues to do that. So I think that's, I mean, that question is a great one, Kayla, because it reminds us that we're surrounded by community mm-hmm. and we're surrounded by believers hopefully and that we should be those people that iron sharpens iron for one another where we're continually pointing each other to the lord you know and Absolutely. in this way and that and that when we think like who do you think of when you think of integrity you're like oh my gosh well do you have time like can you sit down yeah. can you uh can you listen to my list of people you know maybe we'll one day we'll make someone's list wouldn't that be something that would be something so i think we've covered a lot of Real quickly, a lot of benefits of integrity, but let's let's kind of maybe bring those to the forefront one more time. Some things that you know, why is integrity good? You can walk securely in life. You know, it brings a confidence to your life because you know you are the same no matter what, and it also gives other people a sense of that you are trustworthy because you are real. You are the same. You are consistent. I think part of, part of that, what that makes me think is that when we think of um, integrity, we think of like bondage, like this heavy weight, this burden of like having to do the right thing, having to do things this way. And really, it's not. It's very freeing. It's very yeah. freeing to yeah. know that you are free to be the person that you're trying to be, the person that God wants you to be. That's so beautiful. Hold on, give me a second. <laughs> Tears. Tears. Yeah, I think another, you know, another benefit of integrity or maybe just outcome of integrity is just the lack of, I don't want to say lack of anxiety. Maybe that's not it. But you're not having to decide what your set of morals are for each day. Like they have been predetermined and written into the fabric of our, you know, of who we are because we've been redeemed by Christ. And so there's definitely freedom in not having to constantly decide like what you're standing for um, because it's been laid out for you. And so I think there's there's a a lack of um, burden that we we just don't have to be under because we're not having to constantly decide what is true and what is not. We we still have to discern it. Absolutely. But we're not trying to define it necessarily Mm -hmm. or determine it of our own strength. So there's a there just gets to be freedom in that. Mm-hmm. For sure. I think also there's freedom in coming back to the David example that you brought up earlier, Kayla. Just there's that freedom of knowing that, you know what, I am going to blow it sometimes. Oh, yeah. And that's very freeing. But then there's also even more freedom knowing that there's grace and forgiveness when you are willing to, you know, stand up and be like, oh, man, I blew it. Yeah, I didn't didn't get it right this time. And. I think even taking into like the context of David's, I blew it. Like that was an affair. Uh, yeah, an affair. Then there was murder. Then there, I mean, there was so much there. And I think there is definitely encouragement knowing that that was a man that God would have been. Like God says, that's a man after my own heart because of the fact that he was so open and willing to call it what it was, sin, repent, turn around and be better, (laughs) do better for the Lord, you know? And I think 
that's what it's all about. The Christian walk, that's really what it's all about. You know, being able to look at ourselves and realize, like, oh, I'm nothing like there. I mean, yeah, I messed up big time. Like, there's nothing about me that is necessarily good enough. But Christ looks at that and he's like, no, man, like, I can do so much with you if you're willing to let me. And I don't know. I think about that and it's so encouraging because I know like in, in my life, different seasons, different times where I've definitely failed and blew it. And then just knowing that I have that confidence to be able to come to the Lord and like confess and surrender and like bring that guilt and shame to him and not let that chain me down or not let that from keep me from living my life for him. So I feel like we've kind of, we've explored a lot of different aspects and facets of what integrity is, but as we kind of wrap it up, um, what would you guys say are ways that we can um, grow in integrity? Like, how do we do this? How do we cultivate um, this characteristic? Accountability, for starters. I think if we're talking about openness and transparency and vulnerability, it's humility and accountability, like being able to admit when we're wrong and being able to confess that and repent and actually seek help and be able to say, I can't do it by myself. Like, I know that this is hard for me. This is an area where I struggle. I need help. Um, and I think there's, there's a lot of integrity in that. Just the openness to be able to help me, (laughs) you know? Well, I think it comes back to what Kayla was talking about earlier is you have to know that standard that you're, that you're choosing to live by which comes from reading your Bible, studying your Bible. Mm-hmm. That answer will never get old, man. No. no. Like it's always going to be the golden ticket. I mean, I'm not, but I'm kind of surprised how much I've said that since I've become a youth pastor. <laughs> <laughs> how many times I wish I had a nickel for every time I've said it in the past Rich. two years. <laughs> yeah. So um, I also think, though, that how you get it is by practicing it. Mm-hmm. And the more that you practice it, the more it'll become. So I think I've probably said this before, but I think part of being a parent is giving your children an opportunity to make decisions, give them opportunities to make decisions that they might end up regretting, regretting to a lesser extent so that when big decisions come, you know, they've had training and experience making decisions and might be less likely to make a decision that would really hurt them. And it's the same thing with, with this, with integrity. I think you have to start out and just know that, you know, you're going to make some mistakes. And you know what? Even a decade down the road, two decades down the road, you're going to have, uh, you know, some decisions that you regret, some opportunities to grow in humility by, you know, having to own up and say, ah, I blew it. But practice, really. It's not really a failure unless you stop trying. And then you it's an attitude. <laughs> failure is an attitude. <laughs> Quotes with Kayla. <laughs> I don't know where I read that. Like, I read that somewhere. Girl, Laura, it wasn't like that. <laughs> no, I did not make that up. Laura, I read that. do not take that one out. <laughs> that stays. Oh, no. And with that, we out. On that note. <laughs>
Thank you for tuning into Ascent. For more information on Impact Youth Ministry, visit www.impactyouthministry.org. We'll see you next week. Thank you.